you were saying how insidious that one part of your shadow is. It's like sometimes when they're, I've perceived when they're less like grandiose, it's almost like they become more insidious. Oh yeah. So it's like, if you have, you know, a big T trauma, you're like, I can see and track this and I'm able to really see, and I'm giving myself permission because this is accepted by culture as a big T trauma to see this and then draw it back in my life. But sometimes I've realized like the parts of my shadow that are so minute where you're like, oh, you're just a girl and you have a sister. It's like, you're like, then it just becomes into everything mm-hmm. and you can yeah. really have a hard time peeling back and figuring out what it is. For sure, because it is dictating, you know, your unconscious mind is dictating your dreams, the way that you make meaning and stories. So it's like easy to be like, yeah, you're the one that did something mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's like yep. it's like bubbling up like volcano from mm-hmm. the inside and then getting projected outward. So it can be a it can be like a, a really tough thing when it's just something that's a little bit more it's yes. just under the table. Yeah. Like you can't really yes. see what's happening. So yes. that's that's the importance of, you know, being really deeply intimate with yourself, journaling, you know, meditating, but like really like learning and being with yourself and having an open mind and curiosity always like there could be some element of me here that is in it that's wrong like I don't like mm-hmm, using the words mm-hmm. right and wrong because that feels so like black and white mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. there could be an aspect of me that's showing up here that's part of my shadow like let me really sit with that for a second can I come to this conversation or this situation in a better way, is there something here for me to learn? Yeah, because I think it's like we perceive our our mind as our age being like, well, that's just this situation. And it's like you as a young girl, it's meeting the younger versions of yourself that you've exiled and then being like, what is it? Because that's totally different than what you're going to perceive today as like being something that's that's the problem. So it's like, we have to take the lens of the age that in which we were when we experienced the trauma, because that's going to be how big it is, or that's going to be how much it leads into our life. But I'm so curious then you have such beautiful female relationships and you've been able to cultivate these sister relationships. If you had that first experience with your sister, and it seems like that's kind of led in other areas of your life where there was cheating, you know, then the woman really is the enemy. I've had experiences like that as well. How were you able to heal that? Oh boy, that's another long story. <laughs> I'll try to make it as concise as possible. Oh, rock on. <laughs> um, so I have also had like my mistrust in life that I was talking about earlier, where Say I was no very more. resentful towards life. I have had so much distrust on the feminine mm. and the masculine side. Mm-hmm. So I've had lots of betrayal and moments where, you know, I've been very, very intimate friends with somebody for a really long time. And then it comes to this moment where there's this like, you don't actually see me at all. Like you don't really know my intentions or my heart or, you know, like that it's just like gut wrenching. Like how is this happening right now? And also at the time I was definitely less aware. So I'm sure that there was a lot more there for me on my end. But honestly, it's taken a lot of me leaning in um, when I was first introduced to my husband's community, I met him at Burning Man in, in 2016. And, you know, they very lovingly, you know, kind of like brought me in as like another one of the team and an ally. And, you know, we went on all these adventures and in plant medicine and all these things. And I had never had a community like that before. 
And I noticed myself for a while, it was like in certain environments where I felt like I was really like in my organic nature, I could like, you know, I could, I could party and like have a blast and be like dancing and super magnetic. But then other times we would be at dinner and I just felt like, I don't know how to like really lean into relationships and they're mm -hmm. all so close. So I kind of felt like I was on this like a little bit on the outside for a while. And then again, uh, I called in a divine intervention of my dear sister, Caitlin. Uh, Caitlin, she's the poet queen on Instagram. She's really, really great poetry. Love you, Casey. But uh, in my former partnership, we were monogamous and then he started to have feelings for Caitlin and we were part of, you know, the same community. So it was a very interesting situation, but that ultimately, again, drove me deep into my shadow and competition with women on all sides. Like any plant medicine ceremony that I did where I was trying to find a way to be really open and understand that like they love each other and like how can I, you know, show up and try to loosen up like my contraction around not wanting this to happen, but be honoring that their feelings are true and, you know, love is not limited and all these ideas. And it ultimately became kind of like the bomb that blew everything up that got me to want to live my life in a different way. But her as a teacher, again, I got to meet the depths of myself. I got to meet the part of me that was disgusted by other women, that judged other women for the way that they did this or that, that was like, you know, getting super cute so that I looked cuter than she was when we were doing this party or like whatever situation. <laughs> and it's like, and it was, you know, it was kind of monstrous, to be honest. Mm. And it was constantly driving into me into this just like very, it like almost volcanic, like it brought up a lot of rage and anger for me. So I was, the opportunity there was I was really just meeting more aspects of myself and integrating more aspects of myself and learning how to have better boundaries, learning how to communicate from a place of true desire. And I didn't do it really well until things got really bad, but Ultimately, we went to the depths with each other and it was probably the most difficult year of my life, of my whole life because it was pretty constant, you know, like being essentially we were in like a three-way situation. So I wasn't seeing anybody else and I didn't really have like a, and you know, and, and, I, and I honestly didn't have that much community at the time because there was always so much drama and nobody wanted to be around us. And so they would have like a date night or hang out and then I just, be by myself. So it was like, it was, it was really, really, really hard for me. And then everything kind of blew up in this big divine intervention way. Like if none of you are going to listen, we're going to reorient this for everybody so that you can no longer continue to participate in something that is not serving any one of you. And then we didn't speak for probably six months. And when Aubrey and I got together, you know, Caitlin's going to be his best man at our wedding. They're so close, like soul ally, like, you know, she's his best friend. And so we had to come back together um, to, you know, with Aubrey and I being together, like that was part of us coming back into resonance. But when we did, there was so much love 
And we got to come together from a new place in ourselves where there had been a lot of healing. You know, we didn't speak for six months, but I was doing Ho'oponopono with mala beads every single morning. I wrote her out this letter. Like I was doing a lot of internal work to feel not judgmental of her, not victimized like she did something to me, but how can I at least come to a place of neutrality because I don't want to live with all this energy. You know, this is essentially hurting me. Her and I don't even speak, but I'm hurting myself by having all of these stories and thoughts in my mind. And when we came together, it was an opportunity to like really heal all of the sister wounds and to be brutally honest with each other about everything that we went through. You know, and it took time to be able to settle down from, you know, how chaotic things were and to come to a place that was neutral enough that we could, you know, come together and speak. But that relationship really healed everything for me. And it taught me how to really unconditionally love somebody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.